0: You're listening to the Oddschecker podcast, previewing this week's Champions League action. Now, in order to check out all of the markets and special offers discussed during the pod, head to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Odds Checker podcast. Having had a couple of months without an episode, we've got two in two weeks, obviously, with the Champions League getting back underway and four more excellent games this week and three excellent guests here. Uh, Firstly, one of our own, he is one of our own, Callum Wilson, sadly not the Bournemouth striker, but certainly the second best, Callum Wilson I've
2: seen play football, how are you doing Callum? I'm not bad George, uh, sadly not the bonus striker, but <laughs> happy to be here regardless.
1: Callum is OddsChecker's PR exec and hopefully a future regular on the OddsChecker podcast, um, making his podcast debut for us is Charlie Skillen, um, news sports editor for the Daily Mail, how are you doing Charlie? I'm very
3: excited, Good. how are you George?
1: Yeah very good, D- disclaimer, Charlie is a Chelsea fan, um, it's not yeah, why he's here but...
3: You might, you might have to get me through I might be a bit, uh, might be a bit depressed by the end.
1: Yeah don't worry, we're going to start with Chelsea first, so you can get it off your chest on to have and then making his second appearance on the podcast is Steve Freeth, Head of Media for Bet365. Hello, George. Hello. I think you did quite well with your tips last time you were here, didn't you?
0: Yeah, thanks for, the, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've set the bar quite high, but um, I it, was, it was great last time. Hopefully we can find some gems, uh, all four of us, uh, this time round.
1: Yeah, Napoli not to qualify, I think, was your very good one last time. I think they were eight on to qualify, weren't they? And you,
0: and well, well, the hipsters were all over Napoli, yeah. weren't they? But I think, yeah, if you, if you looked a little bit deeper at the fixture list and... Um, and the way that things were in that group, then you, then you might have found a bit of value. So fingers crossed we can find a bit more today.
1: Perfect. So we're going to start with Chelsea Barcelona. Obviously Tuesday night at 7:45. Barcelona are the favourites. They are 117 to 100, which is a ugly price in fractions. But two two point one seven basically with Marathon Bet best price five to two the draw with three six five and Chelsea best price eleven to four with three six five. Steve, as I have said, three six five a, a standout eleven to four on 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 Chelsea. Um, but you seem to disagree somewhat with the traders and, and you, you like the look of Chelsea or draw a double chance which is best price uh, 10 to 13 so, so
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean the margins that we bet to anyway we, we, there's not much leeway we're yeah, competitive of regardless of, yeah. of you know of any outcome really um, and I'm sure Charlie will have his say in a, in a bit yeah. about Chelsea you know a lot, a lot more than Chelsea than me um, I was down last Monday and, and and watched the West Brom game where Albion actually played okay for the first twenty minutes Well, they let us have the ball for twenty minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I know clearly that that Chelsea have their have their problems at the moment. So obviously, the, the Abramovich Conte relationship seems um, seems dead basically, and and everyone's saying it's just a matter of time. Um, I'm more looking at the Barcelona side of things who have played. 13 games Since they've been back from their, from their break They played at Ibar On Saturday And quite a Quite a heavy pitch I know it was against 10 men for the last Half an hour um, And I just think There's an element Of tiredness in there um, Obviously Messi He's a bit of an Anomaly that he hasn't Scored against, uh, against Against Chelsea In the 8 games That he's played But I just think There's a lot of games that To cram in Their away record Particularly in the Champions League Isn't that great For a side of their stature 5 wins from 14 away from Camp Nou as well isn't great. And in the group stages as well, if you remember their away game, they scored one goal. And their one goal was an away, was an own goal by um, old Liverpool, the centre-half, Sebastian Coates. So, um, just throwing, throwing that in just a little bit there. And I'm thinking, well, yes, Chelsea, you know, Tuesday night under the lights. Stamford Bridge, Hazard on, on a good going day before he maybe goes. Courtois, who's kept out Messi quite a few games recently also um, before he leaves possibly to to uh, to Real Madrid and maybe we could see a good performance from a, a Chelsea side who yes they haven't got the stars of yesteryear when they played in all these games like 2012 particularly um, and I just think maybe there's a chance and I just thought the prizes on Chelsea uh, Barcelona were just a little bit disrespectful
1: Fair enough and it's more good news as well uh, coming to Chelsea <laughs> fan Charlie um, who well, is it good news I'm not sure people if you think this is going to be a walkover for Barcelona? You're not so sure either.
3: No, no. I it, it certainly won't be a walkover. I just, for, I mean, first thing to say is that the last week or so has been a lot better for Chelsea than the than when all the stories were coming around that Conte was going to get sacked in the next 12 hours. You know, after after Chelsea lost to uh, Bournemouth three 0 and Watford four one, I mean that was that was kind of the lowest ebb of his reign as. Uh, as mentioned earlier, it, you know the relationship at the club, the it's fractious. It's you know it, it's it's broken to the point that there is no chance Conte will be there next season. Um, in terms of previous games against Barcelona, Chelsea don't have those characters anymore, let alone the quality of players. Um, my worry is that Chelsea will have to probably pull off their best performance of the season to get even a one-all draw, yeah. which would be a Pretty dodgy result to take to the new camp, really. I mean, you, you're you're looking at a at a defence who hasn't been great at times this season, sh- shutting out Barcelona, which is which is not easy. Um, but I, I'm I'm feeling a lot more confident than I than I was a couple of weeks ago for sure. And I'd, I'd like to think Chelsea can nick a jaw
1: um, It's interesting looking in kind of as an outsider. It seems mm. pretty clear to me that basically when Chelsea don't play with the target man whether that's Alvaro Morata or, or Olivier Giroud they're very very poor and yeah. you'd expect them to set up you know, have one of those players playing up top this time
3: they absolutely have to I mean it, it, it's, not, it's not so much playing without a target man it's the way they play when they're playing Hazard as a number nine, I mean he's he's five foot eight, and they're yeah. trying to they're trying to lump it up to him as if he's Didier Drogba. Like <laughs> he, he, he's, he's just not going to get the ball. It's uh, it, it's a bizarre tactic to use, and it if, you know I, I don't think it was uh, I don't think w- it was uh, it was a coincidence that um, that was the tactic used uh, for those terrible Bournemouth and Watford uh, results. Um, I tend to think that it will be Olivier Giroud starting. He's played. He's played two good games. Chelsea. He, he's kind of he's given Chelsea a lot of what they were missing, which is which is a bit of link-up play, a bit of hold-up play, it's some someone just to to bully defenders a little bit. And you know he, he's got hell of a kicking injury. Really. I think he's ended both games he's played with a bandage on his head yeah. <laughs> so far. Um, so I, I think he will start. and I, I expect to see Murata come on at some point, um, depending on the result. Obviously has had his own issues he's been struggling with the back injuries he's been struggling with um, problems in his personal life and um, and, and his form you yeah. know which, 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 which hasn't you know apart from for well, 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 the first sort of seven eight weeks of the season has, has been pretty desperate really but when he's come on in the last couple of games he, he does seem kind of really involved and a, a lot more confidence Chelsea knew he was one of these sort of confidence players that's well known from his time at Real and Juventus um, but certainly has to play with the target man um, I wouldn't I would have thought they'll try and pack the midfield because you can't play you can't play Kanté and Fabregas as, as just a central two on their own against against the the likes of Barcelona's midfield you can you can barely play it in the Premier League so it's
1: um Yoko is injured
3: Yes, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Though, wouldn't
1: <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have said because you
3: know he's, he's he's been a pretty poor buy for Chelsea. And so it means
1: we're going to get the matchup we've always wanted—the uh, the Danny Drinkwater um, Iniesta, you know, going head to head finally. Yeah, I last.
3: mean, in, uh, I think Iniesta's <laughs> career has been building up to this. To be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: so the draw there is five to two best price that's with uh, Steve's firm um, three six five and a couple of others as well. Mm. Um, I, I'm going to take this opportunity because it's been so so touch you know good listening for Chelsea fans. Hopefully, going to get a result that they should now you know go and give us five stars and review it before. I come to Callum Because Callum's (laughs) Nap His best bet of the week Is uh, Doesn't make for such good Such good listening For Chelsea fans
2: No it doesn't George Um, I echo some of the sentiments um, Expressed by Charlie Although I'm slightly More pessimistic Of of Chelsea's chances I'd like to talk a little bit About Barcelona this season In the Champions League Who have somewhat surprised me In the respect that We all kind of Associate Barcelona With this swashbuckling tick tac -tac 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 Style of football Whereas they've actually been more showed up defensively this season. Um, they're in fantastic shape, only having let, lost one competitive game. And they really dominated Group D, um, in four of the six games with 14 points, um, with the La Liga Giants only conceding one goal, which is slightly um, um, uh, misleading, as um, obviously they are the two nil-nils. But I really fancy Barcelona in this spot. Uh, I think that... Valverde seems to have them going, churning out results, not necessarily rolling over teams as we're kind of um, expecting of of Barcelona of the old, but just having enough to, to kind of get through crucial encounters. A lot's been made of obviously Lionel Messi not not scoring in eight goals against Ch- eight games against Chelsea, but I fancy him to turn it on at the bridge. Um, I, I do see Barcelona as strong favourites, um, essentially. They were disappointing last season round. let's not let's not make any bones about it. They had a disappointing in 2016-17 season, but really seem to be firing this time round. Um, Messi 27 and 37 goals and Suarez twenty and thirty-four. We have in the past seen an over reliance on on um, Neymar uh, historically before moving to PSG and Messi and Suarez, but it seems to be a far more group effort at Barcelona this time around. And, and I'm really confident of the chances at the bridge.
1: So yeah, so that's I mean you them pretty good argument there I think we can all agree and they are 117 to 100 as I said Barca so about you know just over um, over even money um, and I'm inclined to agree with you as well I think that there's a chance that given I mean I, I can't really see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet person and I think that if if Barca do do score you can see Chelsea committing men forward and as such I'm quite interested in the handicap markets I think that, that, that the minus Barca minus one at threes with Betfair seems like a big price because you know, Chelsea are going to have to commit men forward if, if they don't score and they can see, they're going to go to the Nou Camp basically out of the Champions League and, and we've seen time and time again how good the likes of Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez are at, at hurting teams on the break which is something Barca don't get to do too often because normally they do have the lion's share of possession and it's generally teams in La Liga who, who do come at them are normally picked off pretty comfortably because they can exploit that space and behind so much so I'm, I'm siding with Callum I think it's too all between us about where this one's going to go um, for those of you who like a, a goal scoring market Lionel Messi has a, a very big, huge range of prices on him uh, in the goal scoring markets. Bet365 swerving it eight to eleven. They obviously think it's, it's you know he's going to break that dark crazy what got thirteen to ten with Paddy's, uh, and to score first, Messi is um, best price eighteen to five, which does seem um, pretty fair for a guy whose um, goal scoring record cannot be doubted. Um, Another interesting angle on this, and, and something that maybe people should look at when they're having a bet on the uh, on the Champions League at this stage, is, is the general strength of, of the English teams. Um, I think that people were quite surprised to see Tottenham um, largely, I would say, outclass Juventus for, for the vast majority of, of their two-all draw. We saw City dispatch a Basel team that we were told wasn't that poor. We saw a Liverpool dispatch of a Porto team that we were told, you know, unbeaten in, in Liga NOS, we, we were told was fairly decent. Is it a case of because City? are so good maybe the, the other English teams in the Champions League uh, are slightly underrated
2: I think so I think City are certainly the, the main protagonist heading into, into the last 16 games in terms of England's English club's chances of winning the Champions League but let's not forget there's the five of the 16 teams are, are English and I think we could actually see some surprise hot dark horses come through obviously City are the one everyone's kind of focusing attention on for obvious reasons having run away with Premier League and Pep's got them completely looking fantastic However, there are a couple of other, kind of, as I say, dark horses that I think should definitely be considered. Um, in particular, I really fancy Liverpool. In and, and big one-off games, um, I almost fancy them more than the other four English teams, just when it comes down to simple one-off games, or in the case of obviously 2 leg ties. But as we progress more, we get to semi-finals and then into the final. I just think that front four at Liverpool can blow anyone away in Europe. I think that we've obviously seen Salah hit complete new heights both in the Premier League and in European competition this season and the man who was forgotten for just a little bit um, Sadio Mane who appeared to go off the boil really seems to be coming back into a good bit of form and that underrated man Roberto Firmino um, I really, really see Liverpool going far in the competition 5-0 against Porto obviously the absolute You cannot get a better start and when it comes to the bigger ties with the Real Madrid's and the Barcelona's and the Bayern Munich's it's a strange one because I almost fancy Liverpool in a one-off game more than I fancy a Man City. I know that's quite a controversial opinion, but when it comes to just one-off, 11 versus 11, I think Liverpool can do things in the Champions League.
1: Interesting. And we're going to touch on, after we've gone through all the games, we'll go through to the, uh, to the outright market and we'll, and we'll look at Liverpool's price and see who the other guys fancy as well to, to go far. But certainly it looks like promising times for, uh, for English teams. And I'd also add that you know, given that... Um, Given City's you know dominance and the fact they're going to win the Premier League gives means that this is you know this is now the priority for all of these teams. Um, another team who've basically got the league sewn up at home is Bayern Munich. Uh, Munich uh, will now you know be, be looking to to get a European success and they seem to be have handed a, a pretty easy draw here at home in the first tie against Besiktas, which is the other game on Tuesday. Is this as, as simple as it looks, Charlie?
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. Um... Bayern obviously struggled in the group stage, but you've got to remember that was under, under Carlo Ancelotti, who, while clearly a very good manager, it wasn't working I, at the is club. He? Is,
1: but, is he a good manager? Yeah, I think so. I'm not I
3: sure. You're not sure? <laughs> well, you, I, what, what, I, what he's very good at is handling big clubs and big personalities. I agree with that, yeah. Whether he's a master tactician mm. is, is up for debate. Yeah. Um, but regardless of whether Ancelotti's good, bad or indifferent, it wasn't working at the club. It wasn't working with the main Bayern stars, which is, you know, what has to happen at that club. They they bought back in uh, Jupp Hanks and everything seems to be rosy and I uh, you know they're, they're clearly going to win the league I think they're 19 points ahead um, and th- this draw could, couldn't be could be easier for them particularly playing at home first.
1: Yeah, so looking at the the prices, it's uh, by Munich a best price six on so one to yeah. six with three six five. Um, the draw is eight, eighty-one to ten with the UniBet, so basically eight to one, mm. and Besiktas are twenty-two to one um, with uh, with Coral to, to emerge victorious in ninety minutes. Plain sailing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Bayern will do in the latter stages of the competition. We know this is what this club's about you know winning the league is is neither here nor there for them it's a bit, it's a bit like psg in that respect although obviously psg don't have that don't have that gravitas in europe yet but um to, to be a real successor at Bayern, you you've got to be going deep into the champions league probably make the final and i think um yep Hines has obviously done that and i i think it, he's brought such a feel good factor back to that club um th- that I that I think things are very much looking on the up for them in this competition, which is clearly going to be their focus.
1: And you you've opted for for buying to win by two or more, so basically buying minus one, uh, yep. eight to fifteen with Betfair, just a, just a bit of a banker to stick in your acker.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'd be I'd be hugely surprised if if they don't win. They don't win three or four nil. No.
2: Steve.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. You know, the odds would suggest there are long odds on to qualify and a good draw for them. They clearly need to avoid the Spanish teams who have knocked them out the last four years since they since they won it last. Um, and they'll be going for the treble this year. Obviously, the manager he's, uh, he's been there, done it before. He knows uh, knows how to win trophies. And they've since that defeat against Gladbach, they've won 13 on the bounce, which is which is great for them. Their home record in Europe generally is, is is fantastic, except for that game against uh, against Real Madrid, I think. Um, just looking at it from a Besiktas point of view, which is why I've gone for my, my bet with Bayern Munich to win and, and, and both teams to score, is if you'd have backed them, this is hypothetical of course, if you'd have backed them against Leipzig, Monaco and Porto Besiktas, that treble would have paid around 500 to one. So obviously they won, they, they won all their three away games. Um, I know they've sold Tosin to, to Everton and that, and that hasn't really gone well. Talisca's clearly in, in good form as well and they are the first Turkish club to, you know, to win a group stage and get to the knockout stage um, of the tournament. Um, just the fact that Bayern Munich haven't been keeping clean sheets at home at the moment, just, just one home clean sheet in that run of 13 victories, gives me a, a little bit of hope that maybe Besiktas can uh, can get on the score sheet. But clearly, as, as we've talked about prior to this, that, that Bayern Munich are going to be too strong and, and look now after that managerial change to be a real threat to, to lift, the, uh, lift the trophy again.
1: Especially, I think, what we saw last week, a couple of, as we touched on, kind of fancied underdogs, not fancy, but... You know, I certainly thought that Basel and Porto had at least put up a good fight, and they were blown yeah. away. Is, is there a case now of maybe? Yeah, well, Basel are,
0: yeah, have lost a couple of the, fact, are, are key defenders, haven't they? And I know that we probably, you know, fall in love with the, um, you know, with the English sides very easy. But admittedly, from a bookmaker point of view, you have to take up the notice and certainly respect those performances and those results. They're always very well backed, indeed, as well. So, um, it makes for a, a real competitive Champions League era, which you know, which is great considering all the other divisions aren't really. That competitive anymore, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's good. And, and Champions League, from a punter's perspective, as, as I touched on in that part on match day three, I think it was, this is where we come back into it just a little bit because the group stage, from a punter, punter point of view, has been very profitable over the last few years. So hopefully, the more competitive it is, the more chance we manage of recouping some of our losses.
1: Yeah, so the Bayern Munich uh, to win and both teams to score is 24 to 13 with eight eight eight. Not sure what all these prices are about. I think we have to go decimal soon. Um, uh, Callum. Thoughts, thoughts Yes, Same as everyone else e- Easy money
2: Yeah, easy money um, It's a really interesting one it's a, it's a battle of experience Against a relative newcomer Especially when it comes to Knockout European competition um, This is Besiktas' first time In knockout European competition um, This is Bayern Munich's 14th time And I think that they Obviously have a massive edge here They, came, uh, they managed come comeback win Over Wolfsburg at the weekend Where they, they arrested An absolute array of players uh, likes of Jerome Boatang Matt Hummels, Kimmich Lewandowski Alabama Miller all afforded the rest at the weekend and should come back in kind of fighting fit um, apart from that we've got Thiago Alcantara has come back into the fray after a three month injury he played at the weekend wouldn't expect him to start but could feature off the bench and apart from that Manuel Neuer is the really the, the only other um, player of note that will be injured for this game I think it'll be interesting to see how Bayern Munich approach it Obviously we've seen this time last year Bayern Munich absolutely annihilate Arsenal I think it was 10-2 over the two legs So obviously I think the impetus will be on Bayern Munich To to win and win convincingly I've went for Bayern uh, Bayern to win in over 2.5 goals I think it'll be pretty much straightforward um, I'm not necessarily discounting Basik Tas getting on the score sheet, score, score, score sheet over in <laughs> Germany um, but I do think Bayern won this and I think they win it pretty comfortably One um, what, what interesting kind of, uh, talking point for this game will be Pepe of course um, of Real Madrid's um, stature um, obviously a cult, cult hero in the uh, over at the Bernabeu Obviously, um, playing against Bayern Munich, I'm really interested to see how how that comes to fruition. Um, Obviously, we can be a little bit haphazard and a little bit kind of all over the place at times, but. I do think Besiktas will get on the score sheet in either of the legs. Whether they get on it um, in the first one I'm not necessarily sure, but my pick here is, is Bayern Munich to win and over two point five goals.
3: That um, is And probably uh, a Pepe red card actually. Pepe red card, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I mean,
2: Eight to eleven. Eight to eleven. 8 to 11.
1: Look at that thing. That's excellent. <laughs> I i excellent. I'll try and find the real price now to talking. And I, I think that, you know as with um, a Charlie's pick, it, it is a short price that it is, it, you know, a shade uh, under two on, it's nine to twenty. With Betway, um, But it does seem a bit of a bank. I do like Steve's um, pick there for BTTS, because you feel like this could be another game where if Bayern are kind of two or three to the good, they're going to commit men forward. And as soon as they commit men forward, it could be one of those games that descends into kind of 5-2 territory, basically. Yeah. In which case, you know, the away goals they're conceding aren't really going to matter because they're they're basically through. Um, to be sent off, uh, Pepe 25-1. to Yeah, it's a right. Wow. Seems fair. Wow. Half a
0: an yeah. <laughs> Seems no, that, fair. Yeah, that's what, what it will normally. Be, like, yeah, yeah. Six, seven, or four to get booked or, or something like nice, that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: there you go. Have a look. at I mean, to get booked, that that seems like an absolutely huge price. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all eyes on Pepe as well. Then I guess. Um. If I was going to look at one, I'd look at the um possibly the the goal scoring markets. Um. And I think the bet bet fair are thirteen to five on Lewandowski to score two or more, um, which seems fair because if they are going to blow them away, you can you can you know. He scores you can, every game at home, doesn't he? Exactly. It, think. Mm. You, you, you yes. think he's going to be the person to yeah. do it. I mean, that, that is much, much shorter elsewhere um, around the six to four mark in places. And so that, you know, 13 to five, so over two to one, seems very, very fair to me indeed. Um, that's Tuesday done with. So it looks like, you know, we, we, we're all agreeing here that Bayern should be through pretty easily. Maybe a Bashik goal um, was split on the Chelsea Barcelona front. And here is a really, really interesting tie. Um, Severe. Uh, taking on Manchester United. severe maybe not the force that they that they have been in previous years. Um, yeah, but I would also say the same about Manchester United. And I think that they are personally, I think they're hugely overrated in, in terms of where they are in the league and, and, and generally their are kind of standing in European football at the moment. Um, Charlie, I mean, you would have seen a fair bit of United this season. Yeah, of course. Where, where um, would you stand on that?
3: I'm really looking forward to this tie. I, th- I think it's going to be fascinating because every Man United game you try and predict and, and you say oh that looks like an easy one for them Lukaku's in form or whatever they, they go and mess it up and they're more than capable of doing that here um, Sevilla as you say they've, they've slipped back quite a bit they, they, they were looking good for a Champions League qualification place while Real Madrid were doing so badly in the yeah. league Real have leapfrogged them now and, and they've gone they've gone down a little bit um, Montella's kind of struggling a little bit but I do I I do see United going through. I, I think this this first leg is is very very difficult to predict. I mean i i can see I can see both teams scoring eight. Which I can see it being more open than a traditional Jose Mourinho first leg tie would would be, because I just think United clearly are capable of scoring anywhere, but I, they've had such defensive problems recently that that I think. I think they could be in trouble at some point.
1: Well, I, I I agree with that. And I think that you mentioned about their inability to, to play against good teams. And I think that yeah. Romelu Lukaku's um goal record is <laughs> is of you know he scores again two goals against a weak team in the FA Cup against Huddersfield, but I, I can't yeah. really see him doing it in the Champions League too much. I mean, Callum, how do you see this panning out?
2: An interesting one. Um, I caught Sevilla over the weekend against Las Palmas and, and they really huffed and puffed um, to to kind of to to an edge a two-one victory. Uh, ben Yedder was was pretty pretty impressive. He's been the top goal scorer in all competitions this season, and um, not not too many in the league. But has um, obviously scored in Europe and um, in domestic uh, cup competitions. But they really struggled to get over the line against a and not a not too bad, not too great. this Palmas team, they really should have finished two each. My um, goal was chopped off, in I think the ninety fourth minute, um, just as the, the whistle was going, um, an obviously goal which should have been allowed to stand, um, was called for offside, and and. They really, really struggled to get through it. Manchester United, on the other hand, um, preparing for knockout competition for the first time I think since 2014. Um, obviously, making the headlines this week is a, a potential or, or alleged rift between Paul Pogba and Jose Mourinho with, with the Frenchman um, uh, appealing L ill, uh, Ill had an illness on Saturday. Yeah. Um, not going to go into that too much. <laughs> um, you can make your own assumptions. What did but- I say? I'm not trying to say anything whatsoever <laughs> or I'll point any fingers But I think there is quite a clear visible rift between them A lot has been made about Pogba playing in a 2 and playing in a 3 I think it will be really interesting One, if Pogba is fit well, Reports indicate that he should be for, for the Champions League tie But I think it will be interesting to see how Mourinho plays him Does he play in the 2, does he play in the 3 How does he feature um, And to touch on something you guys mentioned Lukaku in the big games has been anonymous Not, ju- not just this season but for the last couple of years almost going right back to his days at Everton um, easily scoring against the kind of less, lesser teams in the league but when it comes to crucial big games he just doesn't seem to hit the heights doesn't seem to kind of take the onus um, and take it upon himself to drag his team forward and through um, and even get on the score sheet so I'm a little bit more pessimistic for United's chances in that first leg I do think over the over the course of the two ties they will go through, but I think Sevilla could be watched here. Could be one to watch here. Um, I've backed them to 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 either win or draw double chance, um, and I really think that's where where the money should be going.
1: Double chance Sevilla or draw is four to seven. That is best price. Standout best price with Bet Three Six Five. Um, Steve, uh, you. Uh I'm going to come back to Charlie in a second because I know that he likes uh, a goals angle, but I think you guys be pitting against each other, so this is a bit of a, a bit of a showdown here on the goals line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if if you United you know, do lose, you can guarantee that Jose will have a deflection angle already pre-written because mm-hmm. you know what he's like. Um, listen, if they perform to, to their performances of the last two away games, then Manchester United you know, are clearly going to be in trouble. They got through a, a very weak group, um, losing to Basel. They did lose to Basel, didn't they? But they they got through, and this is a severe side who have. Generally, over the last year and a half, been very good at home. Lost once at home last season to Barcelona. No, um, it's clearly no disgrace in that. And they've lost once this season. Admittedly, they uh, they haven't played any of the big boys yet at home. Um, clearly, the, you know the new managers come in. They've won their last three. Maybe not pretty, but they've you know they've managed to to win their to win their last three games. And there's a core of the of the, of the a Premier League experience in that side. Steven and Zonzi who I've watched quite a bit. of when he was at Stoke. Obviously, Navas is playing. You know, as a fallback now, um, they've got a couple of lads on loan, haven't they? Sandro and, and Messer from from Swansea as well. So, um, I think the goalkeeper and the two centre halves are playing a little bit better than they were earlier in the season as well. So, so that's a huge positive. And they, if Pogba does play, I pretty much guarantee that they'll try and expose his weakness of um, of getting in behind him. Yeah. And I don't think this is going to be playing sailing for Manchester United. Personally, I think it'll be a tight game. And I, and and I'm, I'm, I'm even though I said getting get behind Pogba, but you know what I mean. I think yeah, generally, yeah, yeah, I think was, it generally. It will be a tight game and it won't be a stroll in the park for Manchester United at all. And Will Jose come out all guns blazing over these two legs when he knows he's got the safety net of Old Trafford at home in the second leg? I don't think so. I think he'll be quite happy just to uh, shut up shop as best he can and maybe hit them on the counter and look for a 1-0 victory. That'll do for him, I think, and you know, that's why I've gone where I've gone for.
1: What a time to be alive when you can hear someone saying that Man, Man United are going to struggle in taking an Everton low and a Swansea
0: low <laughs> and, that, and, and, and let's not forget, of course, you know, Sevilla have been involved in two brilliant games against Liverpool as well, the 2-2 mm. and the 3-3 as well. So it could, it could be an open game, as, as Charlie would probably talk about shortly. But I just see from a Manchester United point of view. He'll be quite happy. You know what he's like, the Portuguese Pulis. He'll be happy with that. Don't worry about it. And, um, and if he can get a, a, at least a draw, I'm sure he'll be happy to, to take uh, you know, that result back to Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, under two and a half is the favourite. It's, it's kind of around the 8 to 11 mark. I think Marathon Bet have one of those um, complicated prices, 77 to 100 uh, best price. Um, over 61 to 50 with the same firm. Generally, um, just a shade of odds against Charlie. you Your to have had to be more open. Is that is that the case can,
3: here? Can I just say I've learned more about fractions than I did in fifteen years of school. <laughs> well, at least meant, you went to school. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <yeah, yeah>. we <Well, laughs> yeah, yeah. well, to three to one.
1: I know. I couldn't agree more. It's all those people. They're just sealing like a tiny yeah. edge of margin just by by adding that you know annoying fraction. But
3: no, no, I, I completely agree with with Steve when he says Mourinho will take a one nil. He will always take a one nil away from home in the first leg. He knows he can get the job done at Old Trafford. I, I just I just don't trust United not to uh, not to mess it up at the back, and I, I I I think if that does happen, then he will then he will have to go out. Because well, that Man United
0: defence is, is yeah. I mean I know Boye is coming back, um, mm. you know, which is good for them, and their results are generally very good for them. But the you know the two wingers who are playing ex wingers who are playing full-backs now, and and, and Jones and Smalling. I mean wow. Smalling. Yeah, I mean it, it, wow, I mean, what a career that fellas had. But he's well, not for me. But uh, you know he's uh, he, okay. You know you. It's uh, it could be a defence to be to be got at and yeah they are scoring I think Yed yeah, scored a lot of goals in the uh, I mean, in the Champions I, League as well.
3: I do think United will sit back, but like you say, mm. I mean, Roy Keane mentioned uh, mentioned last week. He said, "With Ashley Young in your back four, you will always struggle." Mm. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a tactic that works deep into the latter stages of the Champions mm. League for them. And you know, I, I I fully expect United to go through the tie, but I just think for this particular game. It, it, it might not be the uh, it might not be the plain sailing one nil defensive win that Mourinho will be dreaming of.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that's a really interesting point Charlie's made there, and a real a real polarising difference in, in ways that managers play the game. When we look at Liverpool in Europe and Manchester United, the pragmatism as opposed to the kind of squash buckling attacking styles of play. How far can Manchester United actually get within the Champions League playing a pr- pr- pragmatic style of football? I'm not sure. I don't think they've got the defence, as, as the boys mentioned there, to be able to play that kind of football, to, to be able to hold out um, little 1-0 wins, particularly a tough place to go like Sevilla. Um, I'm, I'm sh- fading against Manchester United. I, I don't think the pragma- pr- pragmatic route will work um, for Mourinho in Europe.
1: I agree. It's a really hard one to, uh, to call. I said the same about the PSG. Real Madrid one uh, game last week, and I, I didn't even make a prediction or a bet. Um, here I mean, I can see the game descending into, into something quite frantic I think we've seen when uh, a team gets an early goal in a, in a Man U game it normally makes it spiral somewhat like we saw in the Arsenal game uh, specifically when they took the lead um, but having said that I am going to go for no goal scorer at 8-1 to one, as mm-hmm. people should know first rule of betting never back 0-0 nil, nil, back no goal scorer because if there is an own goal you bet still a winner and um, Phil Jones is playing so and <laughs> Phil Jones is playing exactly and um, that is eight to 8-1 with three six five and, and William Hill just because I think if you offered Jose Mourinho a 0-0 nil, nil now he wouldn't just bite your arm off I think he'd just eat you up um, going mm-hmm. back to Old Trafford uh, you know on, on level terms and they'll be confident of getting a result um, and you know that if there's a chance he could set up with 10 men behind the ball and if, that's, if that is the case they are very good at stopping a team from scoring and whilst you know, I can see it being over two and a half I think if the unders does cop it I think that 0-0 is a fair scoreline so 8-1 a bit of a bigger price one for you there um, it would be slightly different to Liverpool's uh, two games especially when they were 3-0 up after half an hour and ended up um, drawing the game 3-0 in that group game and what a game that was I don't think any of us called that one um, but finally um, you know we mentioned the uh, the hipster's choice earlier with Napoli and I think that if anyone tunes into what Shakhtar and Roma they can they can uh, they belong in that category as well um Charlie I'll come to you first as someone as someone <laughs> only because you're you're someone who I, I assume has seen Roma play twice this season for I have I've seen
3: them play very well twice yeah, as yeah, well exactly they, yeah they actually battered Chelsea home and away really um obviously it's at Shakhtar and the, it's, you know, it's a terrible cliche, but it's true. It's you know, the, the, these places are very, very difficult to go, and and we, you know, we shouldn't disrespect Shakhtar getting through their group with with fairly little struggle. I um, think I think it would be fairly low scoring. Um, Roma are not one of the best sides in Italy, but they they've proven to be very good in the Champions League. They took they obviously they took advantage of. Two poor Chelsea performances, they you know they they qualified ahead of Atletico Madrid, which is which yeah. you probably wouldn't have predicted, um, and and I think they'll do, do just enough to be able to beat Shakhtar in Italy and, and progress the tie. I, I can I can see this being a draw, and I think I think Roma will be delighted with that.
1: Shakhtar are eight to five as some bets, uh, Roma eleven to five uh, with Betway, and the draw one hundred nineteen to fifty with Marathon Bet. Um, Callum. Again, I mean, this one isn't going to really set tongues wagging, but uh, but you've managed to find an angle some, somehow.
2: Yeah, and um, this one won't get the same minches in the paper um, as some of the kind of bigger, more glamorized. But I think it's an interesting one, regardless. Um, Shakhtar very, very decent at home. They've won eleven of the last thirteen home matches, including four in the spin. Um, Decently outfit. I fancied them to certainly proper a fight against Roma. Rome, on the other hand, both, like, both teams are really heading into the contest in a decent bit of form. Um, we've got um, your man, uh, Cengiz Under, um, has scored four in his last three. Really looks um, a prospect there at Roma. Um, and of course, Chelsea target, um, Eden Dzeko, uh, should feature also. Uh, Roma have done fantastic, as Charlie, Charlie mentioned, against Chelsea in both ties and managing to finish above. Uh, above Chelsea which I think we're really going to see the kind of fruits of the labors of, of finishing in that top spot um, in the Champions League where are Chelsea now have a tie with Barcelona they have a more that re- uh, Roma have a more reasonable tie with Shakhtar um which they should be expected to win. However, with Shakhtar's home form, I'm not confident in going for an outright win for Roma. Um, I don't think the price is, is quite high enough. Um, so I am going for both teams to score here. Um, I, I think obviously with the aforementioned under playing um, four and three, and Shakhtar's record at home, I can definitely see both teams getting on the score sheet
1: here. Under is seven to two to score any time. That's with Paddy Power, and he is seventeen to two with Black Type to be first goal scorer. Um, both teams to score is five to six. Best price with uh, Stan James, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm fully with you here on, on your pick, and that's that's to get against goals.
0: Yeah, I'm mean, Shakhtar. of oh, back at the weekend. When I, that was our first game back, and they got a convincing final victory. So, I mean, this is the, the course there's going to be a the fittest I, I think. love
1: how you say that so matter of factly, as if like, oh, of course, <laughs> so, yeah, then yeah. Well, I was already on the
0: train on the way down, and um, <laughs> I think Roma's away record as well. Um, in all competitions this season, deserves you know utmost credit for, for the way they've, they've played. I they lost to Atletico, and that was with that was with ten men, and they've lost to um, Juve, and those are the only two defeats they've had. They've had all season as well. As you we say, they have, they've won their their last three as well in, in in Serie A. So they go there, they go there in decent form, um, but I can I can just see it being a tight game. You know, and and, and you know as as, as we talked about from the Italian angle, I, I just see they'll be happy to go there again and get a result then. Play at home as well. So, I, admittedly, you know, Shakhtar did us a favour last time around, which, you know, which was great. Um, fortunately, they played, I mean, Napoli the first game in the group stage. They had Mertens on the bench, didn't they, Napoli? Mm. And we yeah. received a strange run. Just that Manchester United, um, with Man City playing Manchester United yeah, at the final group stage, and City absolutely hosing, up you, kind of, I could kind of guess that they would, uh, they would rest players, and, and, and that was it. And they managed to beat them as well. So, um, great run for them, full of respect, but I uh, do see it being a very tight game.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, under two and a half is six to seven. That's the uni bet. So it is the favourite in, in, in the over and underline. Um, and I agree. I, I think whilst it, it does seem a bit of a cliche, normally these games and away games at in, in this stage of the year mm-hmm. in places like Shakhtar, we've seen it before in, in, in Zenit St-Petersburg, they're normally pretty low scoring. Um, and as such, I'm going to plump for nil-nil at half time at 15 to eight. That's yeah. with Hills and Betfair. You can just see it being a, being a fairly cagey start. I think that both teams uh, won't want to concede early. I think Roma just need to ensure that they take you know, take the game home at least on level terms and Chat will be trying not to concede an away goals. So
0: you know, it just just it looks to me. Well like... the group stages were full of goals, I so... It's nearly yeah. three and a half goals, or the average. Yeah, I know. You know yeah, and and this?
1: we have had Martin Lawrence, who scored in last week, who said yeah. that f- uh, only two of the ties at this stage last year didn't cover the two and a half. Mm, that's uh, correct. Yeah, and then I tipped up under two and a half in pretty much every game last week, and <laughs> I think that there were more goals than any <laughs> any, <laughs> any uh, pre-week ever. So that was good. We,
0: the less goals, the better for us bookmakers.
1: Yeah, don't worry. exactly. Well, as always, say shrewdly sell, don't they? So. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, you know, we've gone through through the uh, through the card, basically, uh, for the Champions League this week. Um, as ever, we will now have a brief look at the outright market. Obviously, a lot has changed since last week. Um, you, you were told last, last time that Juventus were a huge price at 20s, and obviously now available at 33s. Let's hope we can hit a bullseye here rather than, uh, than repeat that trick. Um, Callum, coming to you first, who, if you can have one bet now, Champions League, outright market, winner market, who are you backing?
2: Really interesting one. Um, Looking at the winning nationality um, is an interesting one for 11-8 for any English team or 10-3 for any Spanish team. But in particular, I've got my eye on Liverpool. They're 11-1. They're really not fancied as a perennial favourite for the Champions League. Obviously, they've got a fantastic history with the five five Champions Leagues accumulated over the years. And I think there really is an impetus back in Liverpool. it um, be between them and Tottenham from a from a pick. Um, on the other hand, Tottenham, Pochettino, and Tottenham are flying so far under the radar. Um, we've seen them kind of get the the kind of monkey off the back in terms of big games um, this season. They've dispatched Borussia Dortmund, Real Madrid, and then fantastic results, obviously over against Juventus. Um, so I'll be looking at them as well. So a toss up between Tottenham and Liverpool. I am more inclined to go um, for. Jurgen Klopp's men. Just, I think eleven to one is a massive price for a team that I fancy on any given day um, to turn over top European teams with that front four line firing. Um, and I think they look a great bet at 11's they They've
1: certainly got European Cup pedigree, uh, Champions League pedigree, having won it and, and been losing finalists recently. Eleven to one is right. That is with three six five standout best price. Tottenham 16 to 1 best price that's with Skybet and Unibet you mentioned the monkey off their back I think the, the biggest monkey on their back said is not winning a cup and <laughs> and
2: this would be a serious way of ending that Potch has to win something this year it's, it's that simple he's what he's assembled at Tottenham it's a special thing with, with the young talent um, to to, kind of, to harvest that and not necessarily go out and have huge wage demands huge transfer fees and to, to kind of in-house I think fantastic but he just needs something whether that's an FA Cup obviously the Premier League's not um not admissible this season uh, it's, it's going to have to be a Champions League or an FA Cup for me um, for, for Potts to really stand himself up as a top manager um, for the likes of a Real Madrid job going forward or to really stand himself up as a top European football manager
1: Yeah I think it would be very exciting going to the World Cup in, in Russia if, if Spurs have just won the Champions League as an England fan mm-hmm. um, Charlie uh, you, you, you were leaning towards uh, Bayern but you've had a late change of yeah. heart
3: I mean, I, I'd like to say thanks to Callum there for announcing the apocalypse. The Tottenham winning the European Cup. Uh,
1: let's,
3: uh, let's let's glide past that. Was that a as well. The
1: apocalypse. Was a... Oh, thanks. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'll I'll have that. Um, That'll be the headline. Be the, yeah, we see it on the back Watch page of the mail. I'm, I'm, You'll get a letter from me with a no, with, with a bill. I think I certainly won't be working that day.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I I was just looking through the prices, and I i I've, I expect Real Madrid to go through. Um, in their tie PSG, I, I know it was a, I know it was a bit of a topsy turvy game, and 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 they didn't cover themselves in in huge glory, but I I think for the price, which I believe is what about six to one. You know, it, speaking, of, you know, it, Callum mentioned Liverpool's European pedigree. It, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't Real yes. well, Madrid's European pedigree is completely unsurpassed. I mean, Liverpool it, it was. The Porto game was Liverpool's first knockout game since I think 2009, um, and I think, you know, those players. Are, Zidane will end up going at the end of the season. I, th- I think those players know they're not going to win the league. They still have the quality. They, they've got, they've got the nows to to navigate any European tie.
0: And they're not in the Copa del Rey either, are they? So, yeah. so, so, so from a rest point exactly. of view, the complete opposite to Barcelona, I mean, who are obsessed with winning absolutely everything, which will eventually catch up with them as it has done for the last. Yeah, two or three of the last four seasons, and, at least, and, Anyway, and
3: that's why there's such a high rotation of managers because yeah. because they get burned out. But I think that I mean every single time we've talked about Real Madrid and since since November, well, since the draw was made, certainly has just mm. <laughs> like the PSG thing's been the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter if they're playing yeah. Getafe or Ibar, yeah. or whoever yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. It's it's about doing. it's about this PSG game. I think they will go through, and mm. and I think the same will be true of, of the quarterfinal, whoever they get and. You know, even even Sergio Ramos after the game, um, who's obviously kind of a huge figurehead of that club, maybe even more so in the traditional sense than Ronaldo, um, was saying, you know, don't rule it out. And I, th- I think, you know, we kind of look at their league position and their and form in the first half of the season and all the crazy stories going on about who they're going to buy and Zidane's future and will Ronaldo leave. And I think people have almost discounted them a little bit when... Are you are you really backing them to go out against any team they face?
0: Even with Ronaldo as well mm. in in decline so, yeah. so to speak, he's his top scorer, he's clear top goal scorer yeah. and if you look at the stats he's had 25 shots on target, 21 off tar- uh, off target, mm. eight blocks, so far mm. away from anybody else in the competition and with mm. even, even with him is you know still there still scoring the goals then this this
3: is his com- it is, yeah. It's like Real Madrid. This yeah. is Real Madrid's competition. This is Ronaldo's competition. He scored a hundred. What's he scored hundred goals in the Champions League yeah. yeah. against? A, yeah. Yeah, 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 Against ninety different oppositions. Every
1: competition has been Ronaldo's competition. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. no, no, no. Very, very true. But I think especially at this stage, we we said he's sort of on decline. I think he had something ridiculous like eight touches and two goals against yeah. against PSG which you know is 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 remarkable and I, I I just think them at 6 to 1 which is what fourth fifth favorite is
2: is pretty tasty, and I think as we see Ronaldo going a decline. Um, with obviously, the disclaimer there. I think we're seeing a couple of rising stars really come through at Real Madrid. and um, Marco Asensio has absolutely impressed me. He looks like a real, real, real um, find um, from within the youth team. He's been fantastic. He was fantastic at the weekend again. It was the kind of he really provided the impetus um, uh, and 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 the opening leg against PSG and I really really fancy him to not step into the boots of Ronaldo they're massive size whatever <laughs> his feet to fill I think, I think that's exactly what he, what he is doing I'd say yeah absolutely hmm. he's been given a lot of responsibility I think for, for an emerging player um, almost expected to come on or either whether he's starting or coming on to really drive Real Madrid forward and I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on
1: Steve can I finish with you who's your, who's your bet?
0: yeah well I'm that, and the earlier pod that we, that we did it was it was p s g and, and manchester city obviously p s g'll be on the eight ball now to, to qualify and, and Manchester city, from a bet three six five point of view with the, with the quad still on the horizon we 'd like to get them beat the fact yeah. that they were they were five hundred to one and they 're now what, fourteen to one to to win the quad so hopefully from a bookmaker point of view they, you know they do burn out eventually and playing too many games and I, I wouldn't want to be with Barcelona for that reason as well. If you remember the last 16 stage, this time last year, when they were beaten 4-0 by, by PSG. Eventually they got through, I know, but they have fallen at the quarter-final stage for for a number of years now, so I want to be against them. I think Real Madrid we've made a, a very good case for, and then we're at Liverpool, and I agree with that as well. I think, you know, in the type of football that they're playing, of course they have beat Manchester City as well, then they could be the value punt in it. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm quite happy with from a personal point of view the Manchester City pick at, at such a bigger price but I'm really interested in the English point of view as well we're 6-1 we're to one now from 16-1 to one that all five English sides make it through and we're 33-1 uh, to one from 66 about all four semi-finalists as well so those markets have come in you know, the days of, of 10 years ago when we had three English teams in the semi-final seems to be coming back after years of, of Leicester being the top side last year <laughs> in the, in the yeah. quarter-final you know, and, 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 and I um, Arsenal used to get to the last sixteen every single year, and City got to the semi final the year before that. But it could be an England domination. Whether they're good enough, we'll have to wait and see because there's still some top sides left in.
1: So, uh, as Callum alluded to, an English um, club winning the Champions League is eleven to eight. That's a three six five, and the Spanish club one hundred to thirty. I think both look very very interesting indeed. We've spoken about English clubs already already a lot. I think I oh, fancy Barca still to go far in the competition. Real Madrid, we've had a harder case for, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see severe knockout um, United as well. So that's very interesting indeed. Uh, if I had to pick a bet now, it probably would be Liverpool. Um, if you think back to the beginning of the season, they were about the 18-1 to 1 mark to, to win it then. And, and I think that given what they've done, given the form they're in, given who they've beaten, given their, where they are currently in the competition, I think you'd have expected them to at least halve in price. So the fact they're still knocking around the 11-1 to 1 mark uh, looks like value to me. Um, we're going to end it there fingers crossed we we found a few winners I think we've covered most angles uh, I think one person has gone up, over and under the goal line on basically every game so <laughs> so, 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 so we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be able to be losing um, make sure you go to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast um, to, to see all the the bets that we've spoken about today—they'll be broken down person to person. So if you think that Cam's a shrewdy but want to swerve Steve, then you'll be able to do that very, very Wise easily. <laughs> um, Steve, thank you very much. Obviously, you know, uh, as, as as you can see, three six five a best price on many, many of these markets. So uh, so make sure you've got three six five account ready um, for the the weeks. But thanks for coming, Steve. We'll get no you back problem. Again. Thank you. And Charlie, yeah, make sure you, you read the mail online <laughs> uh, for your for yeah, your Champions League coverage as well. Absolutely. And, uh, and Callum, you. make sure you look at Odds Checker, I guess. Is that the, that's the case, isn't it?
2: Top line, George Corsetters.
1: As ever, look at all the grids. We have an absolutely massive uh, variety of markets uh, across all the games, across all the sports uh, at Odds Checker. And you'll find all the bets we spoke about today up on site.